content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. Behavior does matter. And in order to change behavior, we got to be right with our reinforcement, right? (laughs) You know, we were talking about, we were talking about planning a conversation for this week. And I don't think I've ever told this story and I hope I haven't, but I had a little guy in kindergarten. This is years ago in the nineties. And we did not know much about these kids who are considered high functioning or back in the day who are Asperger's syndrome. And you know, we we had the kids who are classic had classic features of autism pretty well figured out. Not really, but you know, did a better job. You know, these kids started coming um, into play, and they were being evaluated. And I remember I had this sweet, sweet friend, so sweet, and she was a school psychologist. Her name was Julie, and I remember she worked in a district where I contracted. And she called me, and she was like, "I want you to come take a look at this little guy. His name is Brandon, and." I said, okay, what do you want me to look for? And she said, I just, I know, I want him to qualify for services because he needs help, but I just don't know what to call him because I don't want to call him ED because he's a kindergartner. He's only five. He's so unique and he's so special. And I was like, well, Julie, you know, you are the school psychologist. I am not. And she was like, I know, but just come take a look. So I'm like, okay, happy to. So I go into the classroom and I apologize if I've told the story, but I walk into the classroom and I kind of whispered to the teacher, you know, I'm, I'm here to observe Brandon. And she was like, okay. And she goes, um, boys and girls, this is my friend, Miss um, Catlett. She's here to observe. And Brandon stood up and he said, boys and girls, we have a visitor. Her name is Miss Catlett. Could you all please say hello? He's five, kindergarten. <laughs> and I'm like, so cute. You know, thinking he, of course, was gorgeous, wore dark hair, big brown eyes, you know, gorgeous. And so I kind of look at the teacher like, that's so cute. What a cutie. She's like, yeah, it's cute for about five minutes. <laughs> and so then I was observing him and, you know, he would do things like he would say, hey, Caroline, Caroline, can I get your cell phone number in case I need to call you over the weekend? Oh, my God. He was like, my last name is Johnston. You can call me Miss Johnston. He'd go, Okay, Caroline. And like totally just and again, I'm thinking this kid is so fun and so cute. And she's just like, oh my gosh. Because the other kids would laugh and you know, it was just a big thing. It wasn't him just calling her by her first name. It was all of the other things. Right. And then he was just kind of very bossy. You know, he always wanted to be first. He was just that kid, right? And I'm and I'm kind of watching him and everything. And I'm like, is there anything that stands out? Is he like is he really into anything? And teacher's like, not really that I could tell. And I go, okay. And so Julie, the school psychologist, and I made a home visit. And we knock on the front door. And he comes and he runs to the door. And he goes, hi, Miss Catlett. Hi, Miss Holmes. Do you want to see my vacuum cleaners? And mom's standing behind him. And I'm like, looking at her like, vacuum cleaners? And she's mm-hmm. like, so he opens his closet and he's like, this is my Eureka. This is my shark. I'm really wanting a Dyson for Christmas. And I'm thinking oh, maybe I'll get one and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at mom and I go, he never talks about vacuums at school. And she goes, oh, I know, because I told him not to. So that was kind of one of those like, oh, okay, vacuum cleaners, huh? Okay. So he ended up going out to district for an evaluation. And the evaluation came back as like, oh, he is like classic kid with Asperger's syndrome. So 
So at the time, you know, the teacher, we were talking about priorities and, and for whatever reason, her, one of her priorities, she had two or three, but one of the big ones was calling her by her last name, because again, it wasn't just calling her Caroline. It was calling her Caroline and then the other kids laughing and saying, her last name is Johnston, blah, blah, blah. you know, it kind of disrupts the class. So we teach him that if he, when he, every time he calls Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, he gets a point. And at the end of the day, if he had so many points, you know, he could earn vacuuming time. And she had one of those little handheld, non-electric vacuums, you know, like a roller little thing. And he loved it. And he was doing great. And so in the good morning, he would do so good. And then at the afternoon, he just wouldn't get any points. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. And we even considered like, well, maybe we should split up and make reinforcement available at, you know, midday, you know, half day at the end of the day. And she's like, yeah, we could. I just can't figure out what's going on. So anyway. So we go to the gym the day that I was there. It was gym time. And I think they had PE. They only had two, you know, rotations. I think it was PE and music. Again, this is back in the 90s. And um, so I go into the PE, the coach, the, you know, the gym. And <laughs> Brandon, he's like, hey, Mike, what's going on? How was your weekend? And Mike is the coach. And Mike's like, hey, Brandon, I had a great weekend. How are you? And I go. He calls you by his first name. She goes, he goes, the coach goes, yeah, so funny. And I go, oh, so we're working really hard on him calling adults by their last name. And your last name is Corey. So he really needs to say Coach Corey. And, and the coach was like, yeah, I don't mind. And I'm like, no, no, I know. And we love that. We appreciate that about you because you're super flexible and you don't mind. But it really is a big deal because he calls like his parents' boss, you know, the, the parents' bosses when they come over, if they do, you know, outings, you know, company picnics or whatever, he calls, you know, the dad's boss by his first name. Like, it's a, it's a thing. And the coach was like, oh, really? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is a big thing. And so he's earning points if he calls you Coach Carey. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. So, you know, we couldn't, at first we couldn't figure out, you know, what, what all was happening with Brandon because he was doing so great because he loved that you know, kind of sweeper thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, Susan, I frequently, well, sometimes we see, maybe not frequently, but sometimes we, we see that, like, what in the world is going on here? The morning is great. Yes. The afternoon is not. How many times someone is know? okay with being called by their first name? And actually, that happened sort of to me, except I was on, not really on the coach's end, because everyone for a long time, the kids called me Miss Sissy. I don't think they knew that I had a last name. And I was in a program, I probably have mentioned this before. I was in a program that was preschoolers with disabilities, regular preschoolers and regular kindergartners. And we were all mixed together and having ourselves a grand time. I'm really not sure that the children knew for sure which teacher belonged with which children. And that was really fun for us. Um, I would teach with those ladies again in a minute because <laughs> oh, yeah. we had the most fun all the time. Anyway, I actually taught summer school in that same program one year and it was so awesome. We, they were, it was just one big class of kids. It wasn't three classes, you know, it was, it was amazing in that district. Anyway, go ahead. Well, we had, we had, uh, it was a school that wasn't full, com- truly wasn't full at all yet. Um, but they wanted to open the school anyway. So this one kindergartner teacher had the entire kindergarten pod to herself. 
And then there was a classroom for, so the pre-K kids got a piece of that area. And then I had a room to the side. The children moved through all of those rooms, the, the big kindergarten area to a connecting door into what was my room. It was really so much fun. This will definitely date me, but we did this high scope approach. And the fun mm-hmm. thing about it, I thought, was before the children went to their centers, we did plan, do, review, mm-hmm. where they would sit. And each day they sat with a different adult. So I got to see gen ed kids and my special ed kids. And we would say, what is your plan for center time? And they would tell me what their plan was. And then they would go and do the thing. And then they would come back and we would review. Because sometimes your plan was to go and build Beltway 8 with the blocks. But when you got over there, other people wanted to, you know, make a mall. And so your plan changed. And so it really builds cooperative play. It builds communication skills and problem solving because you had to think through. We also... And and I'm not, I don't, this is definitely not a ditch I want to die in, but we did not limit how many children could be in a center. We let the center self-limit it. Wow. Like a child would say, there are too many kids in the block area. And we would say, hmm, there are a lot of kids in the block area. What else could you do? <laughs> you know, I mean, we didn't say only three children in this area. It really... Just like with you and I, you go into a store to go shopping and there are too many people there. You leave and come back another time. <laughs> That's how you teach children to problem solve for themselves is to not always do all of that. But again, if people want to have clips and when all the clips are gone, that's all the people that can be in there. I, I support you. I am not. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But anyway, in that program, I got the beautiful experience of working with some really bright little gen ed kids having a grand time with them. And one little boy came to school and said, "Um, my mom doesn't think that we should call you Miss Sissy. She thinks we should call you Miss Carter. And I said, then I think you should call me Miss Carter. (laughs) And I left it at that. I wasn't criticizing him for the choice. And, and, And I think we chose, I don't know why we chose first names, but it, it worked for our kids, and I wasn't about to try to reteach all the children that struggled with communication to change the name that they were calling me because they had a plenty of other things to learn besides that. But anyway, it was that reminded me of that first name, last name kind of thing. I do try to say my name is Miss Carter now when I go into classrooms, but it, it certainly wouldn't bother me if kids called me Miss Sissy. And I do it because my last name gets butchered by four <laughs> or five-year-olds. You know, Catlin, it's like Miss Catlin. I mean, even adults call it Catlin, Cat- Cartlet, Cartlet, and Catlin are the most common. <laughs> but yeah, so I just call myself Miss Susan. But, you know, and I know a lot of other parents, teachers, really, who do that because I can't pronounce their last name, you know, and they might just oh, say sure. oh. or whiskey, yeah. whatever. Um, but well, you know, my given first name is really complicated. Yes. And when I go into a school that I don't have a name tag for and they have to print a name tag, they print, it says Llewellyn Carter. And I love those little kids on the spectrum who are looking at your name and trying to figure, you know, trying to figure out how to say Llewellyn. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. oh, gosh, we'll just move on. Like, Nobody calls me that. Everybody calls me Sissy. 
<laughs> yeah, it is one of those things. I mean, it was a priority for this parent. Yes. And yeah, people. yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, like you said, for a lot of kids, it's, there are more important things to learn. But anyway, so, you know, there were some things happening in that scenario. And it took, you know, because teachers, that's their planning period when kids go to specials. And so I yeah. can't think how many times teachers go, well, I don't know how he does it because I don't go there. And nobody tells me it's kind of like, no news is good news, right? So it, that was exactly what was happening. And so there were a few, well, there was something specific that was happening from a behavioral perspective. Okay. And, yeah. you know, because the coach allowed him to call him Mr. Mike or Hey Mike, he didn't even say Mr. Mike or Coach Mike. He just said, Hey Mike. The question is, which behavioral concept was occurring? Okay. So your choices are A, error correction. B, faulty teaching, C, behavioral contrast, or D, generalization? Okay, that's a really good question. I do think there was faulty teaching going on, (laughs) but we don't usually use that term. I wouldn't see that on it. Well, if I saw that on a test question for your BCBA, I would know that's, that's not it. And I see error correction on the kindergarten teacher's part, but no error correction on the PE teacher's part. In fact, he thought it was kind of funny. And then generalization is pretty critical. And he definitely was not generalizing the calling of the last name. However, it was a newly introduced skill. And without having the same reinforcement system in place, he's not going to generalize it. So yeah, there was a lack of generalization. But we weren't ready for that yet. So I'm, I'm going to rule that one out. So now I'm left with behavioral contrast. And of those answers, I would say that is the very best. And we talk about behavioral contrast. It's pretty important because we see that. We see children behaving one way in one place and another way in another place. And frequently it can be about what behaviors are being reinforced or are they being systematically introduced. Grandma's house is very different than mom and dad's house. And so you're going to see behavioral differences between those two. It's also not unusual to see a difference when they're in the speech room versus when they're in the classroom. Oh, yeah. Or clinic versus the the public school or home versus school. Yeah. All of those things. And a lot of people, you know, it is a generalization issue. It's with behavioral contrast. It's more about what's being reinforced to cause the behavioral contrast, really. Yeah, yeah. What Are are there systems in place for behavior change? If they're not, well, yeah, you're going to see some contrast. If there are systems in place, are they both being implemented very close to the same way in both places? And then occasionally you can see behavior contrast just because, well, we see it. It's not unusual for a child to get a behavior under control at school and then still be struggling with it at home. Yeah. And it's not about mom and dad not doing a good job. Right. It's about it's much more longstanding at home. Sure. You know, they didn't even start school today. We're five or six. And this is their ritual and their routine and their habits at home. And so you're probably going to have to up the reinforcement at home right. to help bring it about um, to, to get closer. It's definitely not. Poor parenting, <laughs> you know. Not at all. No, not great at all. parenting. You got your kid to school. You're trying to figure this out, but the they are coming with a, a longer standing history with that behavior in your location. So a longer standing 
history of reinforcement because parents didn't do anything wrong, but it was reinforced, you know, and it was reinforced. Yeah. Accidentally reinforced. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed the little story for this week and know you'll have a great week and the holidays are coming. So I know you're excited about that. I was just thinking this morning, I think we have just a little, maybe a week or two before Thanksgiving break. So have a good weekend and we will have another podcast next week. Bye. Bye.